Ayo, ayo, ayo. We are back with your favorite spilt milk. Spilt your favorite crybabies. <laughs> your favorite crybabies. Welcome back, you guys. Hi. Hi. I hope you guys had a good week. It has been a long week. It's been an all right week. Can't complain. We're recording. Today is Tuesday, not Monday. Why are we recording on Tuesday? Yeah, Ooh. tell us, Clover. Yeah, come on, okay. Clover. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're just jumping right into it. <laughs> right? We are. Uh, so, well, we'll go through our weekend later, but I'm a little sicky Vicky right now. If you can't tell by my voice, I'm a little sicky Vicky. Um, yeah, I got a little too excited and... Uh, had a little spit swap and um, <laughs> swap. Oh, what? a little spit swap and oh, okay. um, a little kissy a little kissy <laughs> I had a little kissy and now I am sick but I got tested you guys and I don't have strep and I don't have COVID Whoop so -woo. we are oh, yeah. feeling good about that so yeah we're recording today instead but also yesterday was just a mess yeah, yeah. we were like all in a bad mood or like we'll not be able to do a good podcast episode I was kind of in a good mood, but y'all weren't, so. I was not. I. <sighs> not important. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. We can. What? Honestly, I mean, honestly, I came back home and I told Hana, I told G Light um, that I, like, made a whole angry sad girl rage playlist. I was very upset that I was I was sick, and I'll give context to that at some point, but. Um, yeah, I could hear like screamo music from upstairs. I was like, should I ask and see if we're still recording? I feel like I don't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, we're feeling a lot better today. Yeah, I think so. So that was yesterday, but uh, we left off you guys on Thursday, which was Kiko's birthday. Oh, yeah. I'm 22 now, guys. <laughs> ah, finally, but yeah. Good birthday. Are you feeling 22? I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right. Taylor Swift year. Yeah, it's yep. my Taylor Swift year, which is okay. <laughs> okay. I don't like Taylor Swift like that, but <laughs> yeah, I had a good birthday, spent it with people I love and like, wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it was fun. Spent some time with some friends and then, yeah. And then Friday happened, which was the, the house, house show. show. Mm. That was fun. That was hella fun. Uh, started with the deans oh no. yeah the deans the, the deans, deans yeah deans they were great deans. i mean we saw um our bestie at the front zach crawford we are calling us <laughs> specifically oh, yeah. <laughs> gave us the gave us the okay to get in which was nice yeah i loved your leather jacket you were serving bb <laughs> and you know sean we had the same jacket we have to twin one day oh sean i loved the curly hair you were <laughs> You were doing all kinds of things, so <laughs> I just want you to know that we love you. Yeah, great set, though. It was a great set. It was a great set. Yeah. I have videos, so. I did. I always enjoy that cover of Pleaser by the Wallows. Like, that yeah. that get, that boosts my serotonin so much. It's the reason I go. Yeah. It's they like our song. Get, it's like our song, song do you like? Yeah. They know how to get a party started. <laughs> um, Brew. Brew was great. Sucks for you guys. I, okay. But Brew was absolutely insane. Absolutely, like literally. Before. Yeah, I saw them a little bit. I, I never seen them before, but I've never. I don't know. Like it was just like everyone around me was just like we we're all just headbanging, having a great time. Like even though like 
almost got trampled a couple times, but like it was it was so much fun. Like I've never had that much fun. Oh my god! I, and there yeah. was like half the people there from the beginning, and then because they were the last people, yeah. and then from the beginning it was like it was cut, but it still felt like more people. I don't know. It just felt like more lively. And it they're from Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. the Utahns. They know what they're doing. Yeah, Utah be partying. They're good. They, they're doing amazing. Um, also, Bruce, um, is it their guitarist or their bassist that has the cool parents? Bassist. The bassist. The bassist, and he was a sweetie, by he the way. He was so nice. He was so nice. His parents were the light of my life, like light of my. What was night. her name? They were at the show. I feel like her name was Judy or something. I she had loved blue her, hair and. The husband was super sweet too. They were just really cool, um, giving us like life advice, but also like taking droppers. So that was really sick. And then you know what? One of my favorite bands that played, Guava Tree. Oh yeah, Guava Tree. Yeah, Never Guava seen them Tree. either. And they were crazy good. They no, there was something different. Through. Like I've never seen yeah. bands like that. Yeah, the singer was like. Uh, it's like playing barefoot. Oh like, yeah, that that's hella cool. That's oh, a vibe. I felt yeah. like I felt like for them it was more about like the sound rather yeah. than like right. the lyric and stuff like yeah. that, which I really appreciate. And I don't know, I they actually gave me their uh, their EP and I listened to it today. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like even when they played it at like the house, they're like it's different when you actually get to like listen to it. And yeah, it was really good. Really, really good. Yeah, they um, gave us the rights to play a song on <laughs> our show. <laughs> Which we will do in just a moment. Yeah. Um, just another good time at a house show. And I think more house shows are happening. Oh, yeah, there's Dallas. like two this, this weekend. Friday and then oh, on Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. So I want to check out. Onion Machine's coming back. Monster's coming back. Um, the Deans and are playing again. The Deans. We're ready for you guys. Yeah, and then Billy there's like the more kids. bands too that I haven't heard before. So yeah. I wanna, I'm excited to see that. Um, Super fun. Always a good time. So I guess house shows are like our thing now. But I love it. I mean, like you take photos and you get like paid for it. So that's oh yeah, I love taking photos there. And sometimes should we take a quick break and play Guava Tree? Yeah, let's play or Guava Tree. Else so yeah. so uh, we're gonna play some music and then afterwards we're just gonna jump into some things what's this one called i oh, yeah what's there is one? no track list There's on no here list. but it is track number two on their ep and it go crazy it go crazy all, all right, right you guys. let's hope you enjoy Super light, and I won't ever let. 
from new to old drifting along it's the colors the shapes me from human to That was, that was great. And live mm. was even better. Live yeah. was so good. I mean, I wasn't even uh, like on anything, and I felt... Uh, <laughs> lifted. I Did, felt yeah. lifted That's up. Word. That's word. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that was a great time. So, you know, earlier in last, last episode, I uh, mentioned how I was going to a career fair. I went to the career fair, you guys. How was um, that? Yeah. It was good. I... I, you know, I connected with some companies. Any and, connects? Huh? Any connects? Yeah, I got some, but um, nothing that I was super, like, passionate about that mm-hmm. I, I wanted to fully pursue. I definitely um, have gotten some follow-up, like, emails about, like, sign-ups and stuff about, like, more resources, but it was, I more really did it for the experience. Right. Um, right. And it was a really good time. I feel like the College of Business really provides a lot of, you know, opportunities for, uh, you know, their students for that. But, um, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, how you guys wanted to go. And you yeah. guys didn't go. I know. It's, and that's frustrating. It, it was frustrating because I hear little. about all the things that you get to do. And well, I'm not in the College of Business. I'm uh, Digital Communications, so that's mm. the College of Liberal Arts. We should probably say what majors we are. Also. Well, it doesn't matter, but well, you're I mean, liberal arts. Liberal arts. 
Um, I'm design innovation in college of business. Business admin. Hey. hey. Um, no, but it sounds really cool. Like the things you get to do, and I, I just wish that like I don't know my college had more resources like that. Like I don't like I want an internship. I don't know how to get one, or um, I want to make connects. I don't. I can't. I, I don't know how. And like a lot of those things, I think are specific to college of business, um, which is great for you guys. <laughs> yeah. But I wish I could go. Yeah, I don't even know if it's, like, exclusive to COB, which is confusing because in my entire time, like, being there, they've always, their role is, like, they've made it so that they want to shove it down, like, not shove it down your throat, but they want you guys to be, like, they want their students to know, like, what they have available to them. Mm -hmm. And so they're, like, you're going to a career fair. You will get an internship by the end of your third year. We will know how to, like, make your resume and i feel like other colleges don't provide no that. not at all i mean not in my experience i don't and that's interesting like is that um like i don't know is that something that you guys would be interested in or do you feel like it doesn't like even lead to what you want to do well i mean i don't know what i want to do yet and i think just like um trying out everything that i can right now like while i have the resources available to me is something that I want to do. I mean, because, I mean, this is my major, but I don't feel like I want to be restricted to it. I don't even know what digital communications is, to be honest. Um, I don't know if that's something I actually want to do. Do you think it's because, like, Oregon State is known as, like, mm. as that type of school? That's why they put so much, Good. like, money and just, like, resources and things into that specific school. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, engineering, yep. when college you think of, of OSU, business. You think engineering and business. Yeah. Literally. That's, yeah. like, most of, like, that's most of, like, what people I know are studying here. And forestry. That, like, that or, and kinesiology, sports medicine. It is known as the ag and tech school, right? Yeah. Because UO is liberal That's arts. the liberal arts one. Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Well, if they gave me more money to go there. <laughs> Correct. Too, but Correct. I don't think it's as strong. But, um, you know, we're more go thieves any, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I've talked to my friends and they're like, I wish I like had a class that would teach me how to network and do all these things. And I feel like that's just something that's so common to me now that I've been uh, in the college. And it's kind of bewildering. Like, these are core skills that you need to know before you leave you know to get a job like this right. isn't just business related because yeah. honestly whatever you do is going to be a business yeah and it like sucks because like if i'm not in the college of business but like i want to learn things like that i would have to pay extra money on top of the classes i do have to take well that's a part of a class that you have to take right yeah yeah so it's like it's like in your curriculum and then it's not in ours and we have, if we want to we would have to pay extra which yeah, i mean i feel like unfortunate a bachelor's degree like doesn't really mean anything now it's like yeah you can get a degree like so what like you might still not get a job once <laughs> you graduate real. like i don't want to move back home like and it's all about networking like and networking is literally at everything. this point the connections you make are more important honestly than like yeah. the degree you get. yeah but and also, i want to make those connects but also like i agree like the networking connections are very important but like without that title like you're kind of nothing without the, True. the like degree the, title yeah in this world you're kind of nothing well, like yes a bachelor you're right like a bachelor's like no that, technically is, is like a high school ged now like you have to kind of, you yeah. have to go exactly. you have to go to get your master's or your doctor like sheesh and that's like more school more money more like debt and all that like no, no, no. it's kind of ridiculous and what's interesting i was talking to my boss like 
especially in women, like it's mm. shown, like if you want to, you know, potentially have children and start a family, like it's recommended that you go straight through Literally. college to your next school. Doesn't give you any time to even think about, oh, well, I kind of want to enter the workforce and get some experience mm-hmm. under my belt. Like not at all. You have to go straight through and then, you know, potentially take night classes and do all that. Ugh. And that's terrifying. In addition to like working full time and all of that stuff, it's mm-hmm. kind of scary. So, I mean, no one's graduating in four years, like at all. I don't, I don't think that's even like a thing. I don't know anyone who is. And if you are, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> really, even through the pandemic no, and everything, that's that's really impressive. <laughs> I was talking to my coworkers because I was working like the service desk or something, um, in Austin for like kids to know where they were gonna go to class. Anyway, uh, I was with my coworkers and one of them is a senior and then one of them is a year younger than me. So she's a sophomore, excuse me. And um, I was asking my fourth year friend, I was like, oh, are you on track? And he was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, oh, that's really great. My sophomore friend, she's like, or second year, she says, okay, are you on track? Uh, Clover, are you on track? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was what like, is on track though? I mean, at first I was kind of, like, uncomfortable about it. I was like, well, I don't really want to admit to not being on track. Because, realistically, COVID really messed everyone oh, up. Everything. Like, so many people took breaks. I wanted to take a break. I took a break. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I should have taken a break. Yeah, I wish I did. I took like, a break just because, like, I, I, I need discipline. I need people telling me to do things and having a routine going to class and stuff. Yeah. Really uh-huh. helped me out. And then when I... When COVID hit and then I had classes, that's when I plummeted down. So I literally had to take a break or else I would be, one, flunking, two, wasting money. Right. How did you handle not being at school? Um, It was, like, it was all right. I mean, I kind of wanted to take the time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So when I come back, that didn't really happen. But I did find, you know, hobbies and stuff and, like, things that I'm really interested in and hopefully I could take it further and stuff like that like I don't know I mean I decided that I'm going back to school just to get my AA not my bachelor's right now because I still don't know what I want to do but I have a title under my belt and I'm almost there and then hopefully I can just go back into school once I know what I want to do I don't believe in the four-year track or the five-year track like I just believe when you're done you're done yeah and congratulations once you reach your finish line good there's not like a set one where everyone's at because like people start at different places and stuff. And well, stuff I think, happens. Well, I wanted to take a break really badly because I wasn't doing well in school and I'm like a much more person kind of person. So like Zoom classes weren't fun. But um, I'm at OSU because I'm on scholarships and I know scholarships only cover four years. And I don't think I'm not sure if you can like take a break and then come back. You'll still have those scholarships. So that was something that I was really worried about. And it was like I had to push through because it was like I would not be able to go back to OSU kind of thing because I just couldn't afford it. Um, And so like taking like time after my four years to like graduate is going to like be very cost effective, which I wish. You know, why is college so expensive? Like for real, like (laughs) college expensive. Like, I mean, we're all out of state. Like it's we're all out of state. Why is out of state more expensive? Um, Well, I think it's the taxes. Oh, like it's a whole thing. yeah i mean yeah, to, go to, to go to school like i'm from california so to go to school like back there is so much more affordable but it's a lot more competitive because so many people mm-hmm. want to go to california and so it's like unless yeah. you have like an amazing gpa and like almost a perfect sat score it's really hard to go to school back there so it's like 
I, I didn't have the best grades in high school, so it's like Oregon, the next best thing. <laughs> yeah. So also, I, um, I'm from New York, and the state schools in New York they're called SUNYs, State, state University mm-hmm. of New York. Oh, and I, never knew I that. wasn't really interested in any of them because not that it was easy to get into them, but I didn't want to be with anyone from high school. Okay. And they also just like weren't my speed. They didn't have what I was really looking for in a call like in a university. So the next option if I wanted to stay in New York or the East Coast was a private school. And private school is ridiculously mm-hmm. expensive, expensive and small and even more not what I was looking for. So I wanted to go to OSU and I'm also on scholarship and I think it could be depending on, you know, the college that you're in, but I think you could take up to two terms and still have your scholarship. Oh, really? But that's the thing. People aren't telling you any of this. Yeah, I didn't know that. Nobody is, like, telling us, oh, you could do this, you could do that. When they said for COVID, that COVID term, that, you know, you could SU all your classes. What does that mean? To, like, uh, satisfactory, pass or fail. Pass or fail. I don't know. I guess they sent a blast email, but, like, not a lot of people knew about that. And I feel like... The university isn't doing its job in, in helping their students be aware of what's available to them. No, for sure. But and, go ahead. Playing devil's advocate, but do you think it's also you're in college, right. you're an adult, you're not in high school anymore, you're not getting babied. This is the time for you to like, you know, you're an adult. You have to you have to go up and go, like go get in the world. And regardless who it is. One, they can either lead you to where you need to be or open up new gates for you and new opportunities for different things you didn't even think of. Person. There isn't one specific, specific person. person. There isn't one specific People. building. I mean, listen, we have admissions. We have current admissions office. That's one thing. We have, I just, I went to my advisor, which, side note, well, I'll say this first. I went to my advisor. She said, you need to get in touch with EOP, which is the Equal Opportunity Program. She said, I said, where is that? Waldo Hall. Okay, I go to Waldo Hall. I start. I didn't even know this place was like a thing, and that was another resource that I didn't even know was available to me. Now, on the topic of advising, my friend, my roommate, she's like has to talk to her advisor. She doesn't even know where her college's building is, let alone where her advising office is. And then you were telling me you don't even have a specific advisor. No, I don't have an assigned advisor at all. Now no. that is something that I'm very lucky to have at the College of Business, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous, like, that you guys don't have that and you're not aware of it. I do think that you can find a lot of your resources online. Like, like if you do the research, they will give you either a phone number. Sometimes you have to make phone calls. You have to make mm-hmm. phone calls. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes waiting on hold, but um, phone calls and d- doing some research because it, it really isn't nobody... As much as we'd like it to happen, nobody's, like, handing out things of, like, where to go, what to do. Nothing's being handed to us here. Right. And that's the state. That's what's. That's the difference between going to a private school versus going to a oh, public yeah. school. Private school, you're going to be more taken care of that way. It's, yeah, it's very tight-knit and stuff. In public school, it's, you know, you're more on your own. So. But in a way, you're kind of taken care of if you have, like, your own advisor and you... If they want you on a certain track, like you need to have an internship by the end of your junior year, that's kind of like, you know, you're not completely on your own because you have no, a track. No, oh, I definitely think I've taken care of. And I mean, I give tours for COB, and that's one of the 
literally when I'm talking about myself, why I chose to go to OSU, I went to the College of Business and I knew that they would be taking care of me. Yeah. And that was what I felt. But I know a lot of other colleges aren't like that. Mm-hmm. For example, liberal arts. So. Yeah, I took I took one class um, under the College of Business, and just that one class, I felt so taken care of. Like I talked to like a College of Business advisor, and they were like guiding me through it, and like just like helping me so much. Just like through this one class, I was like, oh my god, like I've never never had that experience. Yeah, I mean. But I wonder if it's like this in different universities or like if it's just here because we are like a business and tech school or <coughs> whatever. <laughs> that would be a good uh, thing to know. I think it may be more uh, universal than we think, maybe just because we're living it at OSU. It's, yeah. it's us, but um, that would be a good poll to take. Yeah. But I think that these are like, you know, I think these are pretty relatable things, like feeling alone and in, in a 23,000 student it's like more university. than that. Yeah. 25, something like that. I thought it was like 30. I mean, that's grad students. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole city. <laughs> it is a whole city. Um, but I really do, I was talking to my friend, I do feel like there is a community in Corvallis. Oh, yeah. How do you yeah. guys feel about, you know, being in Corvallis in general? Well, I mean, I really, I mean, I feel like I run into people all the time, like on campus, even like at Winco, I'll run into people or Fred Myers. And I feel like it's like, oh, like I, I have people, like I know people, um, I go to parties and kind of see like the same people. But I wonder if it's like, if there's like, that's like more of a, a social community, you know, like I'm sure there's people that like, I've never interacted with before because they are in a different college than I am or like, like different things than I do or like don't even go out and party. So it's like. I have no idea who these people are, but um, anyway, back to the community thing. <laughs> um, no, I do, I do feel um, grateful to have to have that and like be seen. Nico, how do you feel? Because you go to LB, but you live in Corvallis, so do you feel more connected? Do you feel connected at all with the with your classmates or professors or any of that stuff? Um. Well, I went to OSU. For my first two years, mm-hmm. um, first year of OSU was low key the worst thing ever. Felt so out of state. Definitely a culture shock from San Francisco to here. Like look at it, and then um, after that, I guess just um, yeah, kind of like the social community. I kind of that's how where I kind of met my people in my community, regardless that's like school related or not. Some of, some of the people I consider in my community don't even go to school right now. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, I don't even know what the question was. Just about how you feel at, like, where you're going right now for school versus, like, actually, you know, being in Corvallis. Like, who do you feel more connected to? Do you even feel, like, connected at all to LB? To LB, no. Uh, literally... Uh, LB's, I'm literally going there just to get my AA to make my mother happy. I don't know what I want to do. I'm not going to waste any more of her money at OSU. I think that's the smartest thing to do. I think I'm on the right track. I think I am, honestly. But Do you think college is, like, do you think a big part of college is, like, finding that community? Or is it, like, just about, like, taking the classes and graduating? Because I feel like it is kind of an experience, too, that you're paying for. It's 100% the experience because I literally, out of my group of friends back home, I'm the only one that went to university. Everyone else Mm -hmm. went to community college. 
So like, and they always see like, they see me doing things out in Oregon and they're in like California. They're like, oh, I wish I had the college experience and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I am very grateful for it. Like no matter what, definitely grateful for it. Um, But I think that college isn't just school. It kind of builds it kind of builds you like it builds who you are and how you're going to become and just kind of helps you figure out who you are just because you are by yourself again you're not with the people you usually grew up with or you're not with your family anymore like you're by yourself and that's i feel like i am who i am here rather than i am in california and i yeah. barely even like i don't know oregon completed from from san francisco like i always grew up there but I don't know. I just feel like I am who I am here, and then in California, I feel like I have to hide or just yeah, like I'm, I feel, I feel like I'm back in high school. Like I don't want to be that person anymore. I'm kind of scared to go back home to like visit for Thanksgiving because it's just like that. My friends there, I've known since kindergarten. Like we grew up together, and we're like very close group. But it's like that's a different part of me that I feel like I'm not anymore. And so like every time I go back, it's like I feel like I'm expected to you know be that be version same. of myself that like you know i've kind of grown out of and they haven't seen me since you know they, they don't go to college with me so they don't know what i'm like here and it's just like people change but it's like i mean i guess that connection's still there you know, i was but. terrified to go home dude those 40 so days terrified. back in california were the worst it's was scary the worst back. like when i first i remember when i first went back for winter break i really cut a lot of ties with my people in new york like I went across the country for a reason, and it's not because I don't love New York. I absolutely do. I love New York, but I did not want to be around my high school friends anymore. And so coming back, I felt kind of out of place with that. And then I went home to L.A. because my, my family moved out to L.A. at the start of 2020, and I was still nervous to go back just to be back with my family. Um, and I ended up really needing it, needing it. Like I always come out of, you know, my family vacation feeling grounded. I feel uh, better knowing that, you know, the people that raised me know how to connect with me. My mom knows my sense of humor, but it's still so scary going back. And like, they don't see, like, they don't know what you're going through as much as the people in college or like, you know, the people in your college town know you and know what you're going through and can relate to you. They've seen you grown up. Like they've, they've seen you grow like, up. Like we have all changed. They've also so haven't much. seen you back, like back then. They've only known you now. Cause true. Like when I came to like when I came to college freshman year, I literally was like, I literally kind of became the person who I wanted to become. Right. I like, was you like reinvent yourself. Literally, like yeah. yeah. It was like I never. I didn't come out in high school. But then as soon as I came to college, my roommate was like, oh, like, what do you guys is like sexual orientation? I was like, I'm bisexual. No, e-, like Period. with ease, with ease. <laughs> like I wasn't nervous because I was like, who, I was like, who knows me here? No one. Like, exactly. No one. And I really make my own narrative. Like these people don't know me. They don't know me how I was before. So like, I, um, I fully cut off all my hair and dyed it pink. Like, <laughs> and, you know, this could have been part of my manic episode, but, uh, I, you know, early on in my freshman year, I was like, yeah, I think I'm on binary. And like, just everything changed in the first two years. And like, I definitely feel more comfortable now than I did two years ago. And that's yeah. kind of crazy mm-hmm. how college will do that to you. But, you know, overall, I think college is just really what you make of it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's 
it's hard balancing social and school and what's more important when, like, it's all important. And it's like, just can't get enough. I want more resources. I want more social life. I want more everything. Like, Man, I'm like, I feel like I'm so comfortable in this environment that, like, we're graduating in, like, what, two years or something? It's like, for the real world? I mean, it scares me. It says the like, world is your oyster. Let me, like, I want, I want to know. Like, yeah. it's scary. Like, <laughs> I'm terrified. And yes, I am taking a fifth year also because, yeah. Anyway. I'm going to get done when um, I get done. But part of that, I just part of getting through that is uh, getting this paper done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah tell us paper. about your paper. Oh gosh. So I didn't get to go to class on Monday, <laughs> which would have been really helpful. Um, but yeah, so I, I briefly mentioned it last episode. But I'm writing this paper on Greek life. I've always been interested in Greek life. I was never a part of a house, but I lived in Weatherford, which is the business dorm. And 80% is maybe Greek life. Yeah, a lot. So I was surrounded by uh, those people. (laughs) Those people. You know, I I just thought it was interesting, and when I found out you guys used to be a part of a house, I was yeah. We were in the same sorority actually, but at different times. We didn't we didn't know. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think we should say this already. But I mean, no hate to them. No hate at all. No hate at all. No, I enjoyed my time there. It just wasn't my thing. It just I didn't vibe um, that much. Just different people. And that's totally fine. Which is totally fine. No, I like don't regret it, girl. I'm glad I tried it out and I figured out. Like, I I, now I know what it's like to like be in the house and be part of that community. Met some cool girls. Yeah, right. I still Still talk to some of them. Yeah, right. I miss you, Grace. Grace. Grace who? Grace Wood. Anyways. You know, I have a lot of friends that uh, are either in Greek life or dropped. but um, And I have guy friends that are, are in houses also. Sororities, frats, completely so different. different. So different. Literally opposite ends of the spectrum, but like the same thing. I can't. But also, within sororities and frats, there are, there can be frats that are completely opposite from each other. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. So I'm not going to say any names, but uh, there's one house that I love. I love the guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, I don't think they're listening, but if they did, they'd know exactly they know who, who they we're are. Talking about. <laughs> because literally over the summer, we went there all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. We go there all the time. They never... Um, you know, really tried to dance on us or be weird. They were always, you know, you want water, we got you. You want to play a game, we got you. Like, always. They didn't even feel that fratty to me. It's just, like, a house full of guys. Yeah, just just a community. That sounds dangerous. Well, (laughs) exactly, and that's the connotation with frats. Um, Yeah. But. Some of them get a negative reputation. I was talking about the room full of men, but, sorry. Yeah. Um, But, you know, recently, what really scares me and it's something i want to talk about is i i think you guys probably know now because there was recently an arrest that occurred there were two men one was involved in a fr- or, or is a part of a fraternity um two young men jumped a uh a trans woman outside of one of the markets and broke uh what did they break eye sockets or something like that here yeah they you can look it up hurt her a lot i have the screenshots yeah so i go and look it up. When this happened, this was kind of why I wanted to write this paper. Um, not, you know, I was already interested in Greek life, but I just wanted to understand where this came from and what 
the role of the fraternity was. What do you do in this sort of situation when one of your pledges or one of your brothers gets in this altercation? Um, and I've been doing some research, but um, I really just wanted to take this time to like raise awareness about this. Like Corvallis, we've seen, you know, there's been a lot of violence recently. It's scary, guys. Like actually, there was a shooting that occurred on Halloween. Um, there was also a shooting. I mean, more notoriously. There was a shooting that occurred over the summer. And that kind of is what set off, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, this, this Corvallis violence. a lot of violence. violence. Like, so much. I'm There have been scared. break-ins. Break-ins, um, stealing my friend, stuff. My friend's car got broken into at Fit and Green. Her right. car got smashed, and her wallet got stolen. Um, What else happened? I mean, well, I talked about this, on, I think, on oh, the first yes. episode or something. But there was this guy outside my window that was um, being, like, really creepy and, like, saying really vulgar things. Um, and we, like, called the cops, and, and he left. And I, I he came back recently, th- last week, um, and I heard him outside my window again. At, late at night, like, midnight, 1 a.m., and I, it went on for a while. And it just, like, it's, it's really scary because it's, like, of all the things that's happening in Corvallis, and I get... You know, I get very worried on my friends if they don't, like, answer their phones or something. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, something terrible happened. Um, no, it's just, it's just like, really, it's terrifying what's happening. Because, like, this is not what I, like, freshman year, I didn't have anything like this at all. And I don't know if it has to do with, you know, COVID and being quarantined for so long and people are reacting in these violent ways. I, I don't know, but, like, it is weird. And just, like, it's, sometimes it's people that, like, we know. You yes. know what I mean? Either getting attacked or doing the attacking like yeah. it's, it's I'll, like, I'll what see is people happening? i know on like corvallis watch and i'm like oh my god no, i know them or oh my god that's my neighbor like i i go to his house like it's it's no, like you when, who when do you trust happened i was in california which and, one <laughs> that's so bad to say yeah we were living there and i, 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 I was well, there i was literally there yeah, i was in california at the time but we were both this looking at that house friend of ours and that so close tells you like this is a community this is a close-knit community and when someone gets hurt the entire town knows about it mm-hmm. and so we're just gonna like you know shout out some resources um I know the Center Against Rape and Domestic Violence. Uh, the phone number is 541-751-0110. Um, that's just one of them. We also have CAPS um, and HSRC, Human Ser- Services Resource Center. Um, they'll give you food, and they will help you with free uh, yeah, free food and some other things, which I will mention. But, yeah, we um, could put this on our Instagram, too. We're going to yeah, put all put this of on this Instagram. on our Instagram. Yeah. But Kiko, go ahead and, and shout out that. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, well, we'll have a link to, like, the GoFundMe for the uh, trans women Charlotte, if you want to help. And um, also, just, like, like as you know, we have an Instagram. If you guys ever feel the need to talk or, you know, feel unsafe or uncomfy or anything like that, our DMs are always open. You can talk to any one of us. One of us will answer. And we're always here for, like, when you guys, like, for you guys. Also, yes, I also wanted to mention um, Student Legal Services uh, is attached to ASOSU, and ASOSU's office is located in the Student Experience Center. Um, They will help you if you have anything going on, even if you have, let's say you have a landlord that's, you know, doesn't want to give you your money back because of something going on, or, you know, there's an issue with where you're living, or there's a problem with uh, school and a charge, 
um, that you don't see as fair, they will work with you to get something figured out. So um, I just wanted to note that Drew Patel is a good friend of mine. He is the uh, president. I think yeah, so, yeah, he's the president of ASOSU. So um, we just wanted to mention that because it really is scary when you see, you know, your friends going through these tough times in like a town that you really do love. Yeah, Kara's supposed to be like a safe place, like safe place. Yeah. And I like would. it's just like scary things are happening and I don't mm-hmm. want to keep you guys aware of and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I was at I was at work the other day. I work like I said at a bakery in downtown and downtown is a scary place. There's a lot of weirdos and my boss was attacked by a homeless guy. Um he attacked him with a razor blade. And the cops came and they did like a whole investigation on it. And it's like, not even the place I work, like, do I feel safe? Like, literally walking to my car at night, like in downtown, I'm terrified. Like, uh, it's it's just so scary. I'm like, I can't stay home because of the stalker dude. I can't go to work because of homeless men attacking people with razor blades. Like, I can't go to parties. Like, I'm like, I'm scared. I'm like, is this normal? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's crazy because I used to like walk around the streets at night in New York and feel absolutely fine because what, you really? know, in New York. In New York? Yeah. What? Because you know there were people and I used to be like, if I screamed, someone would hear me. Oh, true. Um, Here, there are people, but I don't really feel safe walking at night. Mm-hmm. Given I haven't tried it that much, but also very Well, much. we're going to have to walk home at night. Tonight. From, tonight, from the studio to our uh, house. Yeah. I guess there's three of us. We got them. Yeah. We got them. We, we got a ukulele. We'll just. We strong. <laughs> um, so that kind of leads me into, you know, what's happening, you know, more in the U.S., not just Corvallis. Um, what happened, you know, our, so my friend just went to a, my roommate just went to an Emotional Oranges concert, and that was really cool. You guys are going to snot tomorrow. Next. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, well, dude. On tomorrow. Wednesday, technically Ooh. the day before this airs. Yeah. But like, yeah, tomorrow. So, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm <laughs> after excited. what happened at, you know, Astroworld? Going Astro to World. a yeah. snot concert? No, but it means different. different. It's different. Very different. different. But well, can we talk about Astroworld? Because that was kind of yes. scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of opinions. I, that. that's, it's crazy to me. Just because I am an avid Travis Scott fan. I love Travis Scott. And then this happened, it's just like, oof. But I also got a lot of, I was asking a lot of different people, like, what they thought about it. Because, I don't know, what do you guys think about it? It's it's ridiculous. I mean, throw COVID aside. Right. First right. of all, <laughs> do you think That's... anyone was wearing masks? No. no. Um, but you know, I've been to festivals, okay? I've been to festivals. We've already talked about moshing. We've talked about what it's like to be in a pit. This is just next level. Right. Well, this was over capacity, like way over over capacity. How do you let something like that happen? Exactly. Like I, I was just reading a lot of things and stuff from like different perspectives. And, um, a lot of it was saying that I heard that when Astroworld got sold out, like when it first got sold out, Travis was like saying like, oh, everyone sneak in, like whatever. And then I saw a video of people like like running through gates and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you seen that video? I did, I did That's see that That's VIP apparently, like not even like general admission. Like, right, well, so Travis has you know- done this before at his other concerts and he's been, he's been sued multiple times for like going over capacity. So I feel like he knew what he was doing. Like 
letting his fans just like go through the gates and go past security like not not even being fully aware i mean like if you see videos you see the amount of people like it was like fifty thousand people or something at his festival is it's crazy for, for one man for one i mean i get it's travis scott but like i mean he's a person like sure i don't i don't know i don't i don't really see the hype but sorry, sorry not like i'm a hater or anything i just it's one person fifty thousand people no people, you can like, hate i'm not hating i said i'm not hating i'm not but like Literally a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 21-year-old. Do you think there should have been an age limit? I think, sure. sh- I think there should have been an age limit. Like little kids, up. like being in crowds like that, like you have no way out. Yeah, and I, what I was seeing, as I was saying, I was just saying like, I was, um, a lot of people were saying that the vibe was different when they stepped, because like they've been to Asheville before. Yeah. The vibe was different. They felt different. It was just like, I, like, like what Clover was saying, like I've been to festivals before. With, like, artists like Playboy Cardi who are kind of known for, like, the same moshing, raging energy, right? And I was, like, by myself. I'm a tiny little... I'm tiny. And it was, like, never to the point where I couldn't breathe or, like, I couldn't move like that. So... Well, I've... I don't know if it's, like... Was it, like, the people, like, around just, like, not... No. Being considerate, like... No, there were just too many people in a small space. It's not like you're not considerate. It's just, like, you can't... You can't move. You're tight. Like if there was ten thousand people, do you think it would have been the same thing? Like would it, that's that, that's a lot of people. Like but the when venue, people get but no, but it would be more spaced out. People would get squished and stuff like that as well. Like, I mean, maybe, but I think it would be easier to like leave if you could, or just like the venue is bigger, so it's like there's more room. Um, I mean, I heard when like Drake came on the stage, like everyone just kind of rushed more in, and then like within like just a few minutes, people like were passing out and stuff. And um, I just think. Travis instigated everything like to the events that added up to it. He instigated telling his fans to do this, telling his fans to do that. And then I also believe that it was the people that work there. I they're notorious for being understaffed and always like not good with big crowds and stuff like that. So that was also like a thing. I have a question. Just like yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, did, did I cut you off? No, you're fine. Do you think that Travis was being a good leader? A strong advocate. For what? For what? His fans. Do you think he was doing the right thing by telling people, you know, do you want, like, you know, he was sticking to his brand, but do you think he was considering his fans' safety? I don't think he was thinking big picture. I think it was more just like, oh, these are my fans. Like, I want them, you know, to have, you know. Yeah, I think he does this every show. And and nothing bad's happened. Yeah, so I feel like this was a big one where I think he, he I think he had no idea really he had no idea that this was gonna happen or it was happening because like again fifty thousand people one little man like it's hard to see and like a lot of the ear like he has earpiece and stuff but that's usually in a delay and stuff like that i just like feel like if we couldn't get to the big man like regardless shut shut it down like shut it down like cut off his mic like do something like if he can't hear it do something like if you're gonna get fired at the end of the day because you stopped Asteroid, who cares? Like these people's lives. I just think as a whole, the Astro Astro team as a whole messed up. Not like don't just blame Travis. Yeah, no, I agree. You can't. Like you can't. Like it is, but like you really can't. And like people like, oh, I hate you, Travis. I hate you, Travis. Like, oh, listen. Like it's the whole team. They messed up. They didn't. Mm -hmm. They messed up completely. Right. It's hard. Like you know getting all these updates, hearing about this, it makes you scared to go to another live concert. 
Um, but you know, everyone wants wants to see a live concert, which is you know, I really hope you guys stay safe tomorrow. Right. No, the night before Astro World happened, I was like, oh my god, it's not like next week or whatever. And I was just thinking about my time at Willow, and I was like, I, you know what, I might sell my ticket just because I. Well, I, I'm not really, I'm not good with crowds. Like, I don't like, you know, touching people. Like, I just, I need my space. I get, like, kind of claustrophobic and stuff. So I just, like, kind of wanted to sell my ticket just so I didn't have to, like, deal with that. And then next day, Astroworld happened. I'm like, okay, this is a sign. Like, I should not go. I need to sell my ticket. But, but I'm going and we'll see. <laughs> but the good thing about that, as, like, Clover was saying, like, uh, her roommate, Charlie, went to go see Emotional Oranges at the same venue. She was as saying, us not, yeah. not, and she was saying how they enforce the capacity thing mm -hmm. because of COVID and stuff, and it's not, hopefully it's not going to be as squishy. Like, if we want to be in the back, we can still, right. like, move around and be fine. Yeah. If I sense a problem, if I feel something in my stomach, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm out. I trust my gut feeling more than anyone. You know, we chose the title Spilt Milk. And it actually, you know, the term don't cry over spilt milk, a lot of it is just like, you can't cry over what's happened. You can't do what's, you know, you can't undo what's already been done. You can already mo only move forward. So the quote I've been, you know, it's on my water bottle. It's lead by example. And so what I've taken from that is just, you know, I, we can't change our past. We can't change what happened at Astroworld. All we could do is raise awareness mm -hmm. and try to provide resources to, you know, keep people safe and you know make people know that this is real people are dying and you know if that means selling your ticket if that means leaving early uh whatever you could do to keep yourself safe uh, we're gonna keep trying to provide that for you guys because this is you know terrifying and same for corvallis um i mean do you think it has something to do with like humanity like with everything going on in corvallis too like are we just becoming like less sane as humans mm, well the covid no. i think the pandemic well what do you think not not the covid thing in the asteroid i don't think that's in correlation well do you think it has something to do with it like people not being aware of their mm. surroundings and just like oh people are dying but like just not really the asteroid and the covid thing and like being like quarantined i don't think just correlation i think it's just how travis scott fans are like they're known for doing that and True. being like that for Corvallis in that I just think I think it kind of has correlation but I think it's for the like it's just like people are coming from different places around Corvallis and then migrating in and then stirring up trouble you know what I mean like True. most of the stuff that's happened like a couple of the things that happened there are kids from Salem or Albany or like from Portland and stuff so I'm like, I think it's just people from the outside trinkling in. But I don't know if that has to do with COVID. That's a good point. Uh, I was just going to say about COVID. <coughs> I think, you know, as live shows go up more and events, you know, as things are opening up and people have access to uh, things that are going to involve more people, people are excited. And I don't think people are thinking about regulations yeah and I'm, that's kind of what i'm saying yeah i'm making this weird comparison but um i you know i take medication that you know my doctor said you shouldn't drink on this don't drink on these and i, and I at first I, I did and i got really sick and i was like oh, okay i'm not going to slowly i started to build up my tolerance but i wasn't drinking that much and then the other night i was like oh it's fine 
completely threw it out the window and my med said no that's not how it goes like i like in this situation people are getting excited and then they're realizing that there's actually like harm in what they're doing and like people are going to get hurt like pandemic didn't just go away people are still dying Mm -hmm. from covid and i tell people are still getting covid Mm -hmm. i got tested because i was scared i was gonna get covid Mm -hmm. um i think people really need to be more aware of that i mean i don't want my fear is that we're gonna have to go through an entire another quarantine oh probably but uh hopefully we don't uh but in order to prevent that i'm just gonna remind y'all to wear your masks (laughs) (laughs) wear your masks uh and you know do your research on vaccinations do yeah get but your even vaccinations do, aren't even like do your research not saying to get up but do your research Come do on. your research on That's where you're good. going make sure that you're you know if you do go to a live event this is something you really really want to do because you're at the end of the day you put your life at stake every single day you walk outside whoa every single day <laughs> every minute anyway uh we got a lot of song recommendations oh yeah oh yeah should i should i read one yeah give some song recs i posted on the spilt milk podcast our instagram, instagram by the way story. is spilt milk dot podcast yeah, i got a lot give milk us milk a dot podcast we're gonna make a post after this yes give us a follow do i read like how comment many? on our stuff we'll more. follow back oh, and we just do like fun little polls and stuff like we want to interact with you guys. Like, it's kind of the way to do it. Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> no, uh, how do we? Uh, it's it's gaslight's turn. Uh, gaslight. You said something. Clover was last week. Now it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got one recommendation from he's the what the basin. Just say his at. Um, <laughs> one of the guys in Guava Tree. Um, he recommended Barrel Eye by Mark Lettieri. And then we got another one, um, Lights Up by Harry Styles. In honor of Harry. In honor of Harry. In Portland. Woo! <laughs> anyway, Love so you, Harry. <laughs> we love <Have> you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Guava Tree. Love you, Guava Tree. So this has been a really insightful episode, and we're going to lighten it up a little bit more next next yeah. Next week might be a little more lighthearted. Um, but thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll yeah. uh, we'll talk to you guys. Let us know what more topics you guys want to hear yeah. about. Um, I don't know if you guys enjoyed the controversial stuff. I mean, I think I think it's interesting. Controversial like, conversation. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, hope you guys had a great week. Hope you guys have a great following week. Stay safe, stay sane, and um, always be grateful. Kiko out. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in again. We, um, I'm going to try to be a little bit more active on our Instagram and get you guys involved more online and let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, thanks for tuning in. Kelai out. (laughs) You guys already know how I feel about you guys. (laughs) Um, I love you all. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Clover out.
tummy hurt. 